Yes, hello everyone. This is Brendan. I am a marijuana addict, and I am grateful uh, to be here this evening and uh, humbled to have been asked to to share at this meeting. Um, so, I guess just a few stats about me to start out. Um, I uh, my sobriety date is March tenth, two thousand twenty. Um, and uh, I live in South Jersey, uh, near Philadelphia. And um, unfortunately, I have to say that, I, that the phone meetings haven't really been a part of my sobriety. However, I have heard great things about them. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they've really helped them uh, and it's been a great tool. So um, I have actually uh, listened a little bit to some of the um, audio tape the, on um, uh, uh, that, that they put out there, um, and uh, that's a great resource as well. So I appreciate that very much. Um, so yeah, so I'll just I guess share a little bit about my history. Uh, I, I won't get too much. I hope not too much into uh, like a drug log or anything, but I, I do think it's important to just to share a little bit about like where I came from and uh, maybe some of the underlying issues that probably led me to, to using um, and maybe uh, some others as well. Uh, and then, uh, you know, hopefully talk a little bit more about um, some of my, um, you know, finding sobriety and uh, maybe some of my strengths. So uh, once again, really grateful to be here with all of you. So, yes. Yeah, so I, um, as, as a child, I was uh, an only child. Uh, my parents divorced at an early age of like two, so it was pretty much all I knew. I was primarily raised uh, by a, a really caring, loving, hardworking um, single mom, um, and I did have I did have contact with my dad, uh, but it was I never felt it was a very um, emotionally close uh, relationship, and, and I think that that played a big part in. Um, some of my manifestations, uh, you know, uh, as I got older as well. Um, you know, uh, he, he struggled as well. And I later, I didn't know at the time, but I, I later found out that a, a large part of why my parents divorced was because of his um, marijuana use and uh, and kind of lack of motivation and just, you know, my uh, my parents were kind of moving in different directions. So, uh, well, my dad wasn't moving in, in much of a direction and, and my mom wanted to. So, um, you know, I had, uh, so I actually had some exposure to, to therapy fairly early on in, in uh, childhood um, as I kind of was, you know, typically stuffed my feelings. I had a hard time expressing myself and my emotions. Um, I even remember saying that I, I, I kind of felt like I, I had a monster inside of me, uh, you know, and, you know, kind of like it would erupt out sometimes. Um, and so that that's kind of a theme uh, throughout my life as far as, you know, really having a hard time with um, understanding or even relating to what, what emotions were um, and, and therefore eventually, you know, really wanting to hide from those things. Uh, so I was, you know, a fairly introverted, um, 
only child, uh, sometimes lonely. Uh, I, I often felt more uh, comfortable around adults, didn't really relate to other kids as much. Um, and, uh, and therefore really didn't, sometimes I didn't really allow myself to act like a, a child. Um, I, I did uh, always have like a small group of close friends, um, but it was difficult for me to uh, to go through you know, changes in life. And, and when you know when I lost a couple of close friends uh, due to you know moving or due to um, you know going into middle school and then finding other friends, then it was it was a difficult period for me. And that that too uh, is a, a theme throughout my life as far as major life changes kind of being uh, triggers for me um, and very difficult to, uh, to manage. Um, so I, you know, growing up, I, I kind of took on the ident- identity of, of like a um, kind of a high achieving, high, you know, academic accomplishments. Um, but, but I had to work hard at that. Uh, it, it didn't always come naturally. Um, but I, you know, I, I think I, I took on that identity um, as a way to like people please or to get attention from others, um, even though sometimes it was negative attention, you know, uh, in like middle school or being teased at times um, because of my, um, you know, my uh, being academically inclined. Um, so, um, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, I kind of looked down on partying. Uh, even in high school, uh, I, you know, I didn't didn't want to um, to party. I, you know, I also didn't really have the opportunity as much because my group of friends wasn't like in that kind of social network um, necessarily. Um, but you know, I, I wound up having a pretty you know, middle school was very tough for me, very tough transitioning. Uh, like I said, I lost a, a good couple of good friends. Um, and, but then high school wound up being uh, much better. I, you know, found, kind of found my groove. Um, and then towards the end of, uh, and like I said, was never really into that partying scene until, uh, until like prom, uh, prom weekend, I wound up uh, drinking for the first time. And that was, that was, uh, you know, First time ever drinking, it was a blackout experience, uh, really a nightmare. Um, you know, it didn't go well. <laughs> um, and uh, it should have been my first, you know, it was the first indication that I had a issue. I also identified as an alcoholic, by the way. Um, so, but, uh, so I, you know, uh, but then I, I didn't really do much more partying that, that summer. And then when I went into college, um, I went away for, uh, to, to a school in Cleveland uh, for aerospace engineering. And um, it was important for me at that time to, like, kind of fit in socially as well because I, you know, was coming from a single, uh, you know, from uh, being an only child and, you know, I I felt like a social aspect was going to be important for me. So I wound up, like, joining a fraternity and um, it was a pretty um, strenuous uh, academic program as well. And, uh, you know, that's when I really started drinking and, and, and then uh, smoking uh, marijuana. And the first, the first time I was introduced to pot, it was, you know, love at first 
first bong hit. Uh, you know, I, I got extremely high the first time I smoked, and it was, um, it was like, a, you know, an experience for me that just, you know, it just made me feel like I had no cares in the world. I didn't, you know, I no longer um, was so um, socially insecure. I, you know, I was able to just be, you know, and uh, it was almost like this, you know, call it spiritual experience, even though at the time I didn't really know what that was. <laughs> um, but, um, and, you know, I think that's, you know, that's something that I, I chased for a long time. Um, and it was that connection, you know, I felt like it, you know, I was able to just connect with, uh, with that group of, of people without, without having to, you know, to work at it or, um, so, but it was interesting that like, in college, I even in college, I kind of had this call it like a dual uh, dual personality, meaning that you know I I still tried to have this you know there were friends that I had um, that were not as you know not really into the drug scene uh, you know the drinking is fine but uh and then I would kind of keep them separate you know I try to you know be I be with my one group of friends and being high and then I'd be with the other group, you know, trying to like hide my using a little bit um, from, from another group of friends. And that wound up being a real story in my life um, going forward as well. Kind of having this dual identity, you know, almost um, not really wanting to necessarily identify as a stoner, but, um, but clearly having that, um, you know, having that in me. So, um, but I, you know, I wound up having some pretty terrible ramifications fairly early on in my using, you know, I only lasted two years at school. Um, I wound up having a very, uh, deep depression, um, which was, that was my first depression, real severe depression. You know, I, looking back, I, I probably had some of that, you know, even in like middle school or uh, at times, but, um, but I had a very severe depression. I had to, I had to drop out of school basically, you know, uh, starting my junior year and, um, I was in the hospital for, you know, I think at that time about 10 days, a week to 10 days, um, in the, in a mental health uh, unit. And I remember like around, I guess it was around that time that a doctor kind of, you know, mentioned to me a doctor that I hadn't really seen before, and it kind of took me back that, you know, he kind of said, you know, well, you may want to consider that you have an issue with, you know, with alcohol or, um, and I was like, you know, no way. I mean, this depression, it's not, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm just a college student. I, it's what everyone does. But my, you know, my using was always all or nothing. It was like, I couldn't just, um, you know, I'm sure this resonates with a lot of people, but, um, it was never about like I could never just was never interested in just drinking a drink or smoking one hit or whatever. It was always to get completely wasted. Um, and even though I didn't, I wouldn't have necessarily like I wouldn't use every day. But when I did, it was it was all or nothing. Um, so anyway, after that experience uh, of depression and um, and then having to drop out of school, I moved home for you know, a time period and uh, kind of tried to regroup and, you know, didn't use for a little while, but then, of course, started coming back to it fairly quickly. And, um, and uh, you know, it, it 
continued on. I mean, I, I wound up, you know, then continuing on with school, like with college, like at part time, um, back in Philly, and uh, and then wound up going at, at nighttime when I, you know, wound up getting a job as a uh, as a stockbroker. But um, that only lasted a few years, and then I had another very big depression. Um, you know, when I uh, I've had many depressions uh, throughout my life, and what, what tends to happen is it's during times when uh, big, I guess, big life changes, or when I don't feel like I'm meeting expectations. And really, when I look back, you know, when I think about it, it's really mostly my expectations. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I build these these expectations for myself to try to like put on this this persona uh, for others, and that was, uh, you know, that got got me into trouble numerous times. And uh, so when I didn't feel like I was doing well as a stockbroker or it wasn't really part of, you know, the sales aspect wasn't my, uh, my thing, it was very hard for me to admit that and for me to, like, change direction. So, like, I would, like, I would crash. And I crashed and had another deep depression. I had to go in the hospital again for uh, another stint. And, um, and this happened a few times. And it was during that time that I, um, and this was, like, probably in my mid-20s. Uh, and at that point, I actually started, like, being identified as, like, having substance issues. Um, I got into other drugs as well, but really it was alcohol and, and pot that were the main, the main things. And really, in the end, pot was the, my true um, soft spot, I guess you'd say. Um, but... Uh, you know, I wound up, so at that point, I actually was introduced to AA. Um, I did a little bit of AA, I, um, but it never really stuck. I, well, I didn't allow it to stick. I kind of felt like I was, didn't belong there. I didn't really resonate with it. The group aspects were difficult for me at the time. Um, I felt like, you know, these aren't really my people. Now, in hindsight, I just wasn't ready. I didn't, you know, I didn't allow that to, to work for me. Um, now, eventually, I, I wound up actually stopping drinking and, uh, you know, after a few different periods of uh, going through some difficult times and, you know, like having a DUI and uh, different things, uh, having a car crash and a separate DUI incident. Um, but uh, I was able to, to stop drinking. It's actually been over, like, probably 12, 13 years uh, that I had been drinking, but not through a program. Um, but I was always coming back to marijuana and pot use. Um, so I wound up, um, let's see, so I, I wound up, you know, getting a fairly, you know, a job in, a, in the mortgage industry. And um, I actually got my undergraduate degree finally after like numerous years of, know, uh, night school or whatever, and, um, and you know, got a good job and achieved fairly well at my work, and um, but then I, I wound up having a, a relationship where I had a, a child early on in our relationship, um, and uh, we actually never got married. Uh, I had my first son at that point um, in 2003, and wonderful experience. We I really tried to make it work with uh with um my son's mom and um we just we weren't compatible and it 
just didn't you know we, we uh after a few years we when he was three we wound up separating and um and part of that was you know my my using uh was was part of that issue but it, really we weren't compatible either but that was really when i kind of like started being like a privately defined world or, or really hiding my using um and that then kind of i would then go through periods of like not using because i knew like my loved ones my mom who was a very caring and important part of my um my network and also uh you know um, other loved ones would know that I couldn't use or, you know, wasn't a good thing for me. Um, I have uh, addiction in my uh, family history, um, which my dad struggled a bit with it as well. Um, and uh, so I, I then, you know, wound up going into therapy, you know, individual therapy, who I've had the same therapist now for many, many years, um, have done some wonderful work. However, once again, wasn't ever really able to keep me from using um, long term. I would go through my using history is a little bit different than, than some others, uh, although I think that the the end the end states were wind up being about the same. But um, you know, I would wind up not using for definitely you know significant periods of time um, because you know I had support of others and knew that. You know, it wasn't the best for me, but like I said, would always wind up coming back to using pot um, and hiding it. Uh, I eventually, I got married um, to another uh, woman uh, who, you know, I thought was the love of my life. We were definitely, you know, uh, I felt she was my soulmate. And, uh, but eventually, you know, wound up, uh, you know, and getting into that relationship, I was not using at the time. And um, but then I wound up, you know, going back and starting to use it, hiding it. You know, she she wasn't into uh, that scene and knew that my history and knew that it wasn't great for me. Um, and I wound up just con- continuing to come back to it at times and going into depressions. And, you know, who knows what comes first, the depression or the using. But, you know, obviously it was all intertwined. Um, I, I would I kind of use marijuana as a, you know, as a medicine at times or feeling like it was a medicine, but, you know, I've probably heard that it leads, you know, goes from medicine to misery and, uh, and then, uh, you know, so eventually after you stop, it's magic. Um, but, um, and, uh, so I wound up, um, you know, finally after many years, uh, and this was two years ago, I well, coming up on two years ago. I, uh, we, you know, after another instance of of me going out and using and hiding it and, and all that stuff, it, just the trust in the marriage was completely broken. And uh, she kind of threw me out of the house and uh, I wound up, you know, going to live with my mom. And this was uh, when I when I got sober then um, and when I found MA finally. And um, it was uh, a difficult journey. Uh, actually, like at the time, my, my wife was pregnant. Um, and, you know, well, we had a – we. Sorry, back up just briefly. We did have a child um, who is now my uh, eight-year-old daughter, and so I have a an 18-year-old, an eight-year-old daughter, and now a 17-month-old. Um, and he was, uh, she had actually just gotten pregnant when basically a couple months later, you know, we separated kind of. And uh, 
then um, so that's when I found MA, uh, and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I started out in um, in Zoom land, uh, and have been in kind of since I. Um, would go to mainly New York meetings because they were kind of one of the leading ones uh, kind of on Zoom. They had a lot of meetings. Uh, district, and it's part of District 8, as a Philly also is. Um, I go to a couple of Philly, uh, I go to a, a Philly Sunday meeting as well. Um, but, go, you know, started going to a lot of New York um, Zoom meetings. And it was, you know, I was ready at that point, you know. I. But I really tried to uh, make it separate doing it for trying to, you know, make it work for my marriage as opposed to doing it for myself. And, you know, it was like I had to make that decision to, you know, that this was something that I wanted to do. You know, I needed to be sober because, you know, I could have at that point said, all right, well, now we're separated and this is kind of what I wanted, you know, I you know, not what I wanted, but what that I now could, in theory, use all the time if I wanted. Um, but I knew that that was not, that couldn't be the case for me because just the periods of time that I would, you know, go through depressions and not be available for uh, my child, my children, and um, it was just, uh, I just, was at that point. So I finally, I learned about MA. I didn't know that there was, there was MA until actually one of my mom's friends, uh, who's a psychologist and in, um, in recovery, um, uh, she gave me a list of like all the anonymous programs out there. And I saw that MA was one of them. I was like, wow. So I checked out the website and, um, did a little research, did some of the readings and that kind of stuff, and then uh, joined in a, a Zoom meeting. And it was a, a Monday night beginners meeting. I always remember that. And uh, it, I felt an immediate connection and immediate love from uh, those uh, in the rooms. And it was, uh, you know, even though it was Zoom and not in person, I, it was, uh, it was amazing. And. I finally felt like I could be a part of something and share and be vulnerable and that people would, you know, understood. Um, and even though each of our stories are, you know, certainly different and unique, and I think that the, the, the underlying, uh, you know, emotions, the underlying um, difficulties that we have uh, and where it leads is kind of the same. And that's what unites us. And that's what I felt. So now, you know, I then, uh, that was March 10th. Well, actually, I, I, I had like basically a week of playing um, time when I, when I went to my first meeting. And uh, I fairly early on found a, a sponsor who I thought was just going to be like a, I didn't even know, you know, what that was going to look like. It was someone uh, in New York. I've, thought probably was going to be like a temporary thing, but he's still my sponsor and we kind of hit it off. And, um, you know, I wound up doing like the 90 and 90. And, and that's one thing, like, obviously, you know, the pandemic has been terrible on many levels, but one of the silver linings, at least 
or you know getting sober right at the beginning of that was that you know it was much easier for me i don't know how i would have been able to do like a 90 and 90 if there were if it was just in person meetings i wouldn't i don't think it would have been possible with work schedule and other things going on in my life but um, but I was able to do it with Zoom and, uh, or with, you know, and, you know, obviously with the phone meetings, that would have been a good way that I, I could have done that as well. But so I was able to do that. I, you know, got, uh, did the first step, uh, got into step work, uh, which took me a while. You know, I had a long history. Uh, you know, I, I came into these rooms, uh, when I was, uh, well, what was I 44 years old, I guess. So, um, and uh, had a long history, so it took me a while to kind of uh, go through uh, that, that has to, to be honest with myself. And uh, it was really helpful, like writing down that the, I go through the uh, Life with Hope uh, workbook uh, with my sponsor and Life with Hope. And uh, it was, it was, um, it was really great. Like, it, you know, not easy, um, but it was, it was really wonderful like actually writing this stuff down and seeing how unmanageable my life was how um powerless i was because that that was really a big thing for me because i never that's the one piece that i couldn't i couldn't get past like even though no matter how many times i had said it in my uh to my loved ones that you know i didn't want to use that you know uh that i knew it was an issue for me it was always in the back of my mind that I could come back to it, you know, and maybe I could come back to it and not, it not be an issue or, you know, but clearly that was not the case. Uh, and even though, you know, I had, you know, one of the things in where they, they talk about um, uh, functionality or, you know, the illusion of functionality, right? So I had a lot of that at times. Now, when you actually, when I actually wrote down all the things, that, you know, weren't functional in my life, like all the, you know, like I was talk, mentioned before, a DUI, a car crash, a, you know, losing relationships, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I was able to maintain jobs and all of that, but, you know, the, the multiple depressions, all of that, like how unmanageable my life was and powerless I was to this thing, to this substance, to this plant, um, it was clear, you know, it was definitely clear. And, you know, uh, my marriage was on the brink and it actually, you know, we actually wound up just divorcing this past year um, in, uh, in October. And um, so, you know, I had a lot of things going on in my life, but I had this, this connection in MA that really, without it, I don't know how, you know, I don't think I would have gotten through it. Like, certainly wouldn't have gotten through these last close to two years now um, without going into like deep depression, without falling back on using, but it's been really amazing that I haven't had to do that. Um, and, you know, uh, taking that first step was really big for me, writing all that. It basically took me like 90 days to get through that. Um, and, you know, I, I started doing service pretty early on as well. You know, I, uh, that was really a big part of my sobriety, has been a big part of my sobriety. Um, you know, timekeeping at meetings, sharing at meetings, going to meetings, eventually chairing meetings. Um, and then, you know, 
getting into like uh, you know a treasurer position and a, a GSR positions and and all of that. So it's really uh, been been a big part that that's helped my sobriety. And you know, touching base and talking to fellows, which that definitely does not come easy or naturally for me. But I found it as being extremely helpful when I forced myself to do that. And I've been able to create a, a little network of, of fellows that, uh, that I can, you know, that I can rely on, that, you know, we can we rely on each other, of course, my sponsor. And um, it's really been a huge aspect of my, my sobriety. Um, steps two and three, uh, you know, coming to believe that uh, a power greater than myself could help to restore me to sanity and making that decision. Um, it wasn't actually a huge leap for me. Uh, you know, I had had, I had kind of been on a spiritual, I'll call it journey for the last, whatever, 15, 20, you know, I'd been considering it, you know, after some of my deep depressions because I, I grew, didn't grow up with a concept of a higher power. Um, but, I eventually started having one and then um, and got into like yoga and, and meditation and things, but once again, still using. So I, it, it always was the ceiling uh, for me. And, and I, I think actually like that, I think marijuana gave me like this, this feeling of spirituality that I was seeking uh, of course, it wasn't like real, uh, but it was like that feeling of that is something that I was chasing for so many years. And when things got difficult, or you know, it would be a much easier for me just to to smoke as opposed to you know, or, you know, actually meditating. So, um, so like in the in the doctor's note in Life with Hope, I found very helpful. Um, talking about how it's a brain disease and how it kind of like hijacks our brain. That was very helpful for me because it kind of explained to me that I almost didn't have a choice. Like it, it, it takes over the reward center of our brain and it says that, you know, this is more important than anything else. Um, so that was a, a, a big step for me as well. So um, I know I'm running uh, low here on time and I want to hear from others. So, but just, just wrapping it up here, I, I do want to be transparent that I actually, um, even though I'm kind of, you know, almost coming up on two years here, I have been one of, am one of those people that have kind of been stuck in step four for quite a long time now. Um, now given I, I, I have had a lot going on in my life, you know, with birth of a child and divorce and all that stuff, and it's been taking a lot of, uh, it's taken a lot uh, from me, but um but I actually have done a ton of work on step four um, and recently been, you know, kind of getting back into it. And I'm pretty much finished up, finishing up right now. And uh, so, but I had done a lot of work in steps 10, 11, and 12. You know, the steps that with the one in front of them, you can always do, they say. Um, and I have done, uh, try to, you know, to the best of my ability, um, to, you know, have that kind of daily inventory a little bit. You know, it's informal for me, but um, I do daily prayer and meditation. It's been a big, big part of my sobriety. Prayer has been a new part of my sobriety. You know, I've been, since sobriety, this program has given me prayer 
um, or the concept of prayer. Um, and it's really kind of helped to allow me to put out to, to my higher power, you know, and whatever that is. And I, I like that this program doesn't say what that has to be. It can be whatever. It can be as long as it's something other than myself. And for a lot of people, it's the group conscience. It's the other fellows. It's the, you know, for me, you know, my sponsor said, it, at the very least, maybe allow it to be the, the steps and the traditions because those have worked for so many people for so many years, you know, in particular, you know, going back through uh, AA, you know, since the, what, the 30s, I guess, um, the 1930s. So uh, it's just been proven that it's worked. So that can be your higher power um, at a minimum. Um, it, and, it, and it changes and it develops and it goes through ebbs and flows. And so for me, it's a, a loving, all-encompassing energy that unites us all and, you know, along with the steps and traditions. And, um, and for me, the steps and tradition is steps of really about, you know, it, it gives, me a, gives me a way to live. It gives me a way to be present in my life, you know, after, you know, being honest, admitting all my powerlessness, you know, having a relationship with my higher power, going through my inventories, which then will allow me to eventually be present in my life. And I've, I've, I've had a lot of rewards already, you know, being, like I said, I mean, I went through divorce. I was able to remain sober. I um, now have a, you know, uh, going, you know, getting into uh, having a separated household and um, was able to sell, sell my house and now have time with my my kids separate, which is, you know, of course tough, but fortunately, you know, my kids still young have adapted very well. Um, and I attribute that to this, to this fellowship, to this program, um, and to the progress I've made so far to the service I do. And in actuality, um, I, I just, uh, this year, not, not necessarily on purpose, but I got elected as a, as a district a chairperson this year. So that's another aspect that is, uh, you know, hopefully keeping me sober and uh, look forward to doing service at the district level there. So I will, uh, I know I've been going on for a long time here. I will wrap it up there. Um, I just want to say that I'm so grateful to have this fellowship, so grateful to have been asked to, to um, qualify at this meeting. Um, and I definitely will start checking out the phone meetings a little bit more. And also, like I said, I think that the, the uh, podcast uh, uh, is, is wonderful as far as having the, these speakers uh, taped. Um, so I've uh, actually um, listened to some of that. So grateful for all of you. I hope you keep coming back. It really does work. Uh, get some numbers. Reach out to people. Get into service. It helps, um, and uh, you know we're in it together. Uh, we're, uh, we 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 need each other to do this, and we need our higher power. And uh, yeah, so um, thankful for all of you, and look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>